Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would reveal to everyone listening how much you truly love each and every one of them. In addition, I pray that everyone listening would have favor with both God and man. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverb 20, beginning in verse 1. Wine is a mocker, strong drink is a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. The wrath of a king is like the roaring of a lion. Whoever provokes him to anger sins against his own life. It is honorable for a man to stop striving, since any fool can start a quarrel. The lazy man will not plow because of winter. He will beg during harvest and have nothing. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Most men will proclaim each his own goodness, but who can find a faithful man? The righteous man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. A king who sits on the throne of judgment scatters all evil with his eyes. Who can say, I have made my heart clean? I am pure from my sin. Diverse weights and diverse measures, they are both alike an abomination to the Lord. Even a child is known by his deeds, whether what he does is pure and right. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. Do not love sleep, lest you come to poverty. Open your eyes, and you will be satisfied with bread. It is good for nothing, cries the buyer, but when he is gone his way, then he boasts. There is gold and a multiple of rubies, but the lips of knowledge are a precious jewel. Take the garment of one who is surety for a stranger and hold it as a pledge when it is for a seductress. Bread gained by deceit is sweet to a man, but afterward his mouth will be filled with gravel. Plans are established by counsel. By wise counsel wage war. He who goes about as a talebearer reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with one who flatters with his lips. Whoever curses his father or his mother, his lamp will be put out in deep darkness. An inheritance gained hastily at the beginning will not be blessed at the end. Do not say, I will recompense evil. Wait for the Lord, and He will save you. Diverse weights are an abomination to the Lord, and dishonest scales are not good. 
A man's steps are of the Lord. How then can a man understand his own way? It is a snare for a man to devote rashly something as holy, and afterward to reconsider his vows. A wise king sifts out the wicked and brings the threshing wheel over them. The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. Mercy and truth preserve the king, and by loving kindness he upholds his throne. The glory of young men is their strength, and the splendor of old men is their gray head. Blows that hurt cleanse away evil, as do stripes the inner depths of the heart. Friends, today I'm going to take a closer look at verse 5 of Proverbs 20. And Proverbs 20, verse 5, says this, Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Now, friends, I am going to go back to this verse prior to closing today's podcast because this verse is relevant to our lesson today and what I hope to go over with you. If you are just joining us for the first time, or it's been a while since you've come on, we have started a study on the book of Job. I've been in Job for about three weeks now, and today we're going to take a look at chapter 15. And chapter 15 of Job is titled, Eliphaz Accuses Job of Folly. Today we are going to be reading, beginning in verse 1. Then Eliphaz the Temanite answered and said, Should a wise man answer with empty knowledge and fill himself with the east wind? Should he reason with unprofitable talk or by speeches with which he can do no good? Yes, you cast off fear and restrain prayer before God. For your iniquity teaches your mouth, and you choose the tongue of the crafty. Your own mouth condemns you, and not I. Yes, your own lips testify against you. Point number one that I'd like to go over today is Eliphaz tells Job that he is condemning himself. Let's look at the commentary for verses 4 through 6. Now, friends, I am reading out of the Nelson Study Bible. This is the commentary. Eliphaz's statement, Your own mouth condemns you, expresses ironic agreement with Job's earlier words found in chapter 9. But Eliphaz deliberately twists Job's words to say that Job no longer needs a day in court since his own mouth has already incriminated him. Let's go to verse 7. Are you the first man who was born, or were you made before the hills? 
Have you heard the counsel of God? Do you limit wisdom to yourself? What do you know that we do not know? What do you understand that is not in us? Both the gray-haired and the aged are among us, much older than your father. And friends, point number two today is Eliphaz is basically telling Job to get over himself. He basically is saying that Job is really full of pride. I'd like to read the commentary for verse 7. It says, Are you the first man who was born? This sarcastic question anticipates a theme developed in the Lord's speeches. Let's look at verses 8 through 10. It says, Eliphaz throws Job's own words found in chapters 12 and 13 back into his face. He counters Job's sarcastic rebuttal to Bildad that wisdom comes only with age by saying that people much older than Job's father are on their side. Since Job was already a mature man who had raised ten grown children, this may be an exaggeration for effect. Let's go to verse 11. Are the consolations of God too small for you, and the word spoken gently with you? Why does your heart carry you away, and what do your eyes wink at, that you turn your spirit against God, and let such words go out of your mouth? What is man that he could be pure, and he who is born of a woman, that he could be righteous. If God puts no trust in his saints, and the heavens are not pure in his sight, how much less man, who is abominable and filthy, who drinks iniquity like water. I will tell you, hear me, what I have seen I will declare what wise men have told, not hiding anything received from their fathers. Now, friends, let's take a look at the commentary for verses 17 and 18. The phrase, what I have seen, shows that Eliphaz bases his instruction on experience and observation. He also appeals to the wisdom tradition as Bildad has done. Let's go to verse 19. To whom alone the land was given, and no alien passed among them. The wicked man rides with pain all his days, and the number of years is hidden from the oppressor. Dreadful sounds are in his ears. In prosperity, the destroyer comes upon him. He does not believe that he will return from darkness, for a sword is waiting for him. He wanders about for bread, saying, 
Where is it? He knows that a day of darkness is ready at his hand. And friends, the last point I'd like to bring up today is Eliphaz implies that Job is a wicked man. Listen to the commentary for verse 21. Dreadful. Eliphaz begins his subtle argument to prove that Job is a wicked man. He alludes to Job's dread, the same word translated feared in chapter 3, verse 25, as an implicit indicator that Job is wicked. And finally, in verses 23 and 24, it says, By using the phrase, make him afraid, in the context of a day of darkness, Eliphaz twists the words of Job's lament about the day of his birth to fit the dark day of his death. Then, in contrast to chapter 14, verse 20, where Job blames God for prevailing against people, Eliphaz says that the wicked man's own fears overpower him. Now, friends, before we close, I'd like to go over again our verse for the day in chapter 20, verse 5. And it says, Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Now, friends, as we listen to the discourse today, I can assure you that Eliphaz is a man of understanding. Everything he is trying to tell Job is profoundly proof that Eliphaz has a deep love for Job. He is trying to help Job. I think the bottom line is he is getting Job to realize his humanness and the fact that he is human and God is God. He's telling Job basically, get a grip. You are but mere man. He's trying to explain to him how wisdom basically is from God himself. Wisdom can be found in man, but God is above all. Eliphaz, as we mentioned earlier, is probably the oldest of his three friends. He probably is the wisest. He talks from experience. But what I can tell is that I really like the way that Job, when he is conversing with his friends, and how his friends are conversing with Job. I admire the fact of their openness, of their bluntness. They were very real. And friends, I've mentioned it before, it is important that we have someone that we can share our innermost thoughts with. It's important that we have someone that we can pray with someone we can go to in our time of need. Job had that in these three friends. 
Now, I don't believe every single thing that his three friends said. I think some of it was misguided, but I like the fact that they were ready and willing to get in Job's face, just like Job was willing to get in their face. They're basically saying, who do you think you are? Why do you think that you have all the answers? Why do you think that you're so wise? And friends, my call to action today basically is to ask yourself this question. Are you full of pride? Are you like Job? You know, do you try to rationalize? If you do anything wrong, do you try to stick up for what you've done and make excuses for anything that you've done? Friends, it is such a vital part of life that we have integrity. Job had integrity, and God is going to basically agree with Job at the end of this book. But I tell you, the discourse in this entire book of Job is absolutely wonderful. It is an example, in my eyes, of how important it is to have close associates and people who are like-minded and think the way that we do. The suggested scripture reading today is very simple. To reread our proverb of the day, Proverb 20, And I also ask that you reread the entire 15th chapter of Job. I left out almost half the chapter. So if you would, take a good look at that. I believe it will be a blessing to you. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I ask you to repeat a simple prayer after me today. Father God, I realize that I'm a sinner and I need your help. I ask that you come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, it's that simple. All you have to do is repeat that prayer and you will be in the kingdom of God. Friends, if any of you said that prayer, I ask that you reach out to me on my webpage, wisdomtodaybk.com. If you would, there is a contact tab. Simply go on that tab. Let me know your name. Let me know that you said that prayer. Or if you have any questions about today's podcast, I would be happy to get back with you. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, tomorrow is Testimony Day. Please join me and a special guest as we further explore wisdom today.